0: You're listening to Gizmonic Institute's Radio.
1: In the not-too-distant future, on no specific date, there were two guys with a mutual love of msd 3 k they were on their way to watch a favorite show, but then things went bad as they tend to go. When they woke up, they were surprised to find they had been kidnapped by a scientist and launched to the sky. Now they're stuck in space until they've watched every episode of the show. That's the only way that Dr. Odd says he'll ever let them go. Now we invite you to join our heroes as they travel both near and far. Podcasting the grand adventures while huddling through the stars. It's
2: time for Hispanic Institute's Radio. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I am so tired of being bored that even complaining about being bored has become boring. I never in a million years thought I'd get tired of complaining, but here I am.
1: Yeah, I have to say I agree with you there. It seems like all we do is talk about how bored we are, at least at first.
2: Yeah. It's weird because so far our existence hasn't been completely without incident. I mean, it's been an emotional roller coaster of action and adventure, but I'm just so bored. The word has lost all meaning now. Bored, 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 blah blah blah. Oh, hold on there, Swedish chef. You know, I wish that Nolbot
1: wasn't on the exterior ship repair detail. He always thinks of the funnest games. Oh,
2: yeah, he's so great. We should talk about how great he is. That should help us pass the time until... Wait, what is the endgame here? Like, when we've watched all the episodes of MST3K, does the ship return to Earth like at the end of Armageddon? Or do we have to fight each other like at the end of Double Dragon? The movie? No, the game. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, We should ask Dr. Odd. Good idea. Uh, uh, Okay, I'll just hit the shiny red call button with my finger, which is attached to the end of my arm here, which I am now extending toward the button to call Dr. Odd who tricked us into being subjects in his mostly failed experiment. Okay, my finger is inching toward the call button, and I will depress it. Oh, hold on, hold on, wait.
1: I have something I want to show you first. I, I can't believe I forgot about it. I'm such a goose. Uh, check this out. Dear Lord, what is that? It's space station wine. I made it myself. With What? Oh, some bread, an old socks, some call button cleaning solution, and a fruit by the foot. It's a lot of sugar, so I think it's pretty potent. In what way is space
2: station wine different from, say, prison wine? In name only. Wait, so you fermented it in a toilet bowl, then? Yeah, sure. Let's get drunk. Aw, oh, yeah!
3: Whoa, what's happening?
2: Uh, I don't know. I dunked my my mug, and some of the space station wine splashed on my watch. I think it shorted out or something. Yeah, but why is the wine smoking so? It's making me a little nervous, to be honest. Fire is the last thing we need right now.
1: You are not kidding about the smoke. What have we unleashed?
4: What are you doing to my space station, you fools?
1: Fart. Did my wine just say fart?
4: Wine? Fart? What do you want about this time? Can you for once act normal when I call you?
2: Uh, yeah, sorry there, Doc, but we have a bit of an issue here. The
3: hobo-grade wine Jeff brewed up seems to have come to life. God, you are ugly. Ugly and dumb. Hey, what smells like crotch in here? Did the, uh, fat one burp? What the hell? Yeah, I'm not fat, neither is Seth. We're both quite svelte, thank you very much. We're both quite svelte. Meow, 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 And some of Fatty would say Fatty. Hey, there's a jerk face on TV. Excuse me? <laughs>
4: Stop, stop that! Just. Okay, enough is enough. Do you two fools realize what you have created, do you?
3: Hey, chubos! So, standing there with your mouths agape like the slack yokels you undoubtedly are, why don't you uh, go and answer Fishface's question? Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Well, I. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry
2: up. I'm trying to!
3: Hurry up. Why are you so antagonizing? Because I'm an antagonizer, Cube, that's why. God, you're ridiculous in addition to being fat. I am cube-shaped, check. I am antagonizing you, A check. Math is hard. Hey, Dr. Slob, are these two morons your property?
4: Well, technically they aren't my property per se, as the mad science code of ethics strictly forbids the owning of slaves. That's why I have werewolf butlers instead of human ones. But these two fools are my responsibility. Referring again to the Mad Science Code of Ethics, or Masixi, any and all subjects of experimentation are to have their health and well-being looked after by the scientist who kidnapped or deceived them.
1: Ugh, I had no idea Mad Science had such a strict code of ethics.
4: Well, it's entirely optional, too. And don't you forget it. Oh, this is
3: incredible. You just talked at length about something you are clearly very familiar with— Yet every word sounded like a dog dragging its inflamed butt across a carpet. Never before have I heard so much and taken away so little. Bravo, good doctor. I would salute you if I didn't have but six equally flat sides. This guy is pretty good. Yeah, he is. You freaking know I am. You know, you guys seem cool. We should be pals. That would be totes my fave. Oh, really? (laughs) Here I was thinking you didn't even like us. Am I watching a goldfish die on the floor? Your (laughs) mouth is like It's making me nauseous. Please turn around and look the other way. I I, I cannot bear the sight of it any longer. Go on. That's good. Yep, 180 degrees should just about do it perfect. (sighs) What about you, cupcake? Anything you wanna say? Me? No. The third idiot human on this station. Of course I mean you. I'm looking right at you. Where did you think I was looking? Well, well you're a featureless
1: cube, so it's hard for me to tell where you're looking.
3: Oh, good one! Someone's been reading Al Jaffe's snappy answers to stupid questions? Keep it up. Maybe you can finally put your dad in his place at Thanksgiving.
1: How did you know about my dad and our Thanksgiving arguments?
3: Psychic powers. Can I,
2: can I turn back around now?
3: Did I see creatures speak? Huh? Did I? No. Then clam up. Snap. Snap. It's a clam sound. It's upping. Follow its example. Snap!
4: This is incredible. All my career, I have longed to create an antagonizer cube. Yet every time, I have failed. The closest I came was a prop comic sphere. Yet you two have done it, I assume, accidentally.
2: Yep. Jeff's space station wine took a low-voltage shock from his wristwatch and started smoking right when he called us, actually.
4: Fascinating. Space station wine, you say? What ingredients did you use to make it? I assume bread call button cleaning solution, and an old sock.
1: And fruit by the foot for flavor.
4: Of course. The one thing that I lack, damn it all. Why did I send all of my fruit by the foot into space with you two? If only I could... Uh, as I was saying, if only I was...
0: Slorp! A...
4: Excuse me, can, can I finish my sentence? <laughs> <laughs> That's quite enough out of you. Don't for a moment think you are the first antagonizer cube I have dealt with, because you aren't. Far from it. (laughs) Yeah,
3: what am I like, the second?
4: Yes, the second. But while the early bird may get the worm, it's the second mouse that gets the cheese. Wait a second,
3: what? That makes sense in another context, I guess, since the second mouse to come along gets to eat the cheese around his mouse friend's corpse, but what does that have to do with me? I was thinking not your first instinct before speaking. should give it a try, pal. It would make a big difference. For one thing, you wouldn't look so foolish on the screen, scratching your dandruff-encrusted skull, swaying back and forth on those meaty sausage legs of yours. Are pants not something you're into, also? I guess with you, it's not thinking, and also not wearing pants. Ah, I
4: I can't believe I have done it again. You two morons do your audio log. I'm going to get pants. Hey, Jeeves! I thought I told you to lay out a pair of slacks for me this morning. Oh, I I must not have seen them then.
1: How are we supposed to do with the audio log with this cube thing constantly interrupting us to tell us
3: how bad we are at everything? Don't sweat it, friend. I'll just sit here quietly, enraptured by your every word. It's a trick! I would never. I bet you guys have lots of interesting and funny things to say. Please, go on. Hmm, I don't know. I feel
1: like you're definitely trying to trick us.
3: Yes, as do I. Ah, you guys are so super smart. Good going. You cracked the code. It is a trick. Actually, I'm going to grab a quick nap. The sound of your moronic drivel should help lull me into a near coma. Smell you later. I'll give him this. He can fall asleep amazingly fast.
1: Yeah, let's uh, do the audio log. I still feel like he's planning to trick us. Sounds like a plan. Well, all right. um, Anyway. Yeah. uh, (laughs) This week uh, we watched uh, MST3K Episode 7, The Robot Monster. Yeah.
2: Um, We were treated to two Commando Cody shorts at the beginning because the movie wasn't that long.
1: Yeah, so. sixty-six minutes was the <laughs> the runtime of the Robot Monster. So, yeah, um, this man. Okay, so we've talked about some weird movies we've watched, but yeah, I don't know if this one was more
2: weird or more sad. I it feels like maybe it was some uh, art school students' avant-garde senior projects. That accidentally became a really bad sci-fi movie. You mean like *Cannibal* the musical, except not sci-fi, right? Or yes. you know, not enjoyable,
1: right? Um, well, actually, I <laughs> I learned some fairly uh, some fairly depressing. Well, I guess could be considered depressing. I thought they were hilarious facts about this movie. Um, okay, when researching it on the Otternet. So, uh, well, first of all, um, as in some other terrible movies uh, of modern times. This movie was filmed in four days.
2: That's the sweet spot right there. Is it? I feel. Three I days don't... is where you're, you're going for. <laughs>
1: That's when you're rushing
2: it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: okay. Um, It was filmed in four days, Um, completely outside. And uh, they didn't use any sets, which is apparent, because it's just,
2: you know... Why pay for lighting when you can use the sun?
1: Yeah. So... Really it was filmed in less than four days. It was filmed in the daylight part of four days. Sure. Yeah. Why not? It uh, cost sixteen thousand dollars to make and oh it was released in nineteen fifty three, so this that's is That's like a hundred
2: six... million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot but in today's it, money.
1: It grossed over a million dollars at the box office.
2: Which you is you made a... that
1: fact up. Nope. Wow. Yeah. I researched this on the Otternet. This movie made money it did make it made 1953 money
2: that's that's like titanic money yeah do you know how many microsoft points that would be that's dozens of microsoft points yes you could get such a cool t-shirt for your avatar you could well, a robot monster t-shirt a robot monster or maybe you know like a like a little miniature robot monster pet sure
1: well here's here's where the facts of this movie get hilariously tragic so Despite the fact that it made like 5 times as much money as it cost to make in the box office, there were so many bad reviews about this movie that the director tried to kill himself with a gun. Oh. Yeah. But no. he he failed, just like he failed at making this movie. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so I think uh the director, the guy's name is Phil Tucker. I can I can name you two things that Phil Tucker can't do when he tries. <laughs> Let's Look make he's... a make a Go good on. sci-fi movie. Uh-huh. And kill himself with oh. a gun.
2: <laughs> that's the easiest. Wow,
1: that's yeah. unfortunate. This was the first film, uh, sci-fi film, that was released with stereoscopic sound, which I think is just a fancy way of saying it was in stereo. Yes. Yeah, um, and uh, it was also originally released in 3D. Really? Yeah, which means that bad ideas can be tracked back to you know more than or almost 60 years ago. It just comes and goes, you know? Yeah. I would rather see a re-release of um, the robot monster in 3D
2: than the Phantom Menace in 3D. Or Titanic in 3D. Yes. That's a toss-up. I would rather see a re-release of the robot monster that had been burned in a fire
1: than watch (laughs)
2: the Phantom Menace.
1: Yeah. I would rather be attacked by a 3D robot monster then watch the Phantom Menace. I
2: would rather be made into a 2D human <laughs> well, then yeah. It would be like Paper Mario. I would be. That would be um, fun. Mm-hmm. No, they, but your
1: organs wouldn't work. Here, here's an interesting note about this movie before we start talking about the episode. Um, so, okay, there, there's a, a scene that we both commented on that, um, uh it it, it it happens in a in a trans like I can't even really describe this movie. Uh you're gonna have to do this because you're doing the twenty second recap. Okay. But there's some transition scenes where there are just dinosaurs attacking dinosaurs. Dinosaur <gasps> and it. dinosaur crime. My favorite. And, yeah,
2: yeah well, It's my Wait, least no, favorite. It's the worst. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. That's why Denver was the last dinosaur <laughs> because of all the dinosaur and dinosaur crime. Yep. People um, loved his cereal. But in order to simulate some of this dinosaur on dinosaur crime, there was a uh, some claymation dinosaur on dinosaur crime, and but the 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 uh, main event was the best part. Yes, it was a it was I think an alligator or was yes. it a crocodile. No, I'm, it was an alligator. I could a tell by terrible. A snout. Yeah, okay, I'm terrible at telling them apart. Um, it's hard it, to
2: tell them apart until it's too late.
1: Sure, um, and it had a. Uh, like a, a dinosaur fin
2: glued onto it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, then he was just fighting a Komodo dragon. You know
2: that how in new movies when they say no animals were harmed during the filming of this? They didn't do that in this movie because animals were legitimately harmed. On the uh, the OtterNet movie database,
1: OddMDB, D- Odd <laughs> um, they have a parental guide. And in the parental guide section, there's a uh, there's a section called intense slash frightening scenes. No mention of this.
2: No, that was the most intense and frightening scene in cinema. I, it was. I was intensely frightened by it. It was the, so jarring because it had nothing to do with anything else in the <laughs> yeah, movie. And it was also a, an alligator murdering uh, the death. A komodo dragon. But here's yeah. the thing about the komodo dragon. Now don't count them out. Because their saliva is very toxic and filled with gangrelous bacteria. Right. So the chances are that alligator thought he won, went back to his den, and then died months later of gangrene. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the Komodo dragon came back and ate him. Maybe, unless the Komodo dragon was dead. Well, the Komodo dragon's
1: brother swore yeah. engines. Just a bunch of Komodo dragons came and ate that alligator corpse. Right. It was the deadest alligator ever. It was so dead. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we've had we've had a uh, dinosaur, and dinosaur crime, and yeah. uh, the director tried to kill himself with a gun and failed because yep. um, this movie was so bad. Still, not the worst part of the movie. It no. was just so weird, but. Uh, Let's 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 we digress. Let's uh, give us a twenty second recap of
2: this movie. Oh, this is gonna be difficult. Do you have your timer ready? You mean your
1: grandfather's stopwatch?
2: Yes, my grandfather's stopwatch. Uh, I forgot. I, hold on, let me get it out of my pocket. Yeah. Here. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say you haven't lent it to me for anything. I know. And, I'm sorry. I forgot. And hey. I broke my watch with that that wine.
2: Yeah. That he's is he still sleeping over there? Uh, yeah. I don't. Is not want him to get up. Really hard. It's hard to tell if he's asleep or not because oh, he, he is a cube. He's featureless. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He could, um, he could
1: star in a, a TV show called "Asleep or Paperweight." No one would watch that show. No.
2: <laughs> nobody would. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: so boring. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Here's your. Here's your grandfather's stopwatch. Okay. Excellent. Uh, yes. Uh, make sure it's wound. It is wound. Okay. Here we go. On your uh, mark. Okay. Yeah. Get set. Twenty-second
2: recap. A little kid is playing by a cave, and he meets some scientists, but then it seems like it's a dream or something, and we find out it's a post-apocalyptic world, and these aliens that are dressed like gorillas with fishbowls on their head have destroyed all of humanity, and he lumbers around, and then at the end of the movie, uh, a couple people are not dead, but it doesn't matter because they can't repopulate the Earth anyway at the end. Twenty-one seconds. Oh, no! Oh. Oh. We've never gone over before We've I don't know never we gone do. over before Ow, 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 ow That was electric shock Don't ever go over It smarts oh, that, I'm sorry You smell that burning? That's me
1: Oh, I thought that was me oh. <laughs> Don't ask
2: <laughs> Alright, well, let's
1: talk about the episode Sure um so okay we had another pre-commercial segment yes. that started this episode with Joel in the smoking jacket. I love again. Joel in the smoking jacket. I don't know why. It, because it, you know it kind of it it gives you the audience member this viewpoint of Joel that it's just it's like he's
2: in your house talking to you. Yeah. He's got those sleepy drowsy eyes. Yeah. You give him the smoking jacket, he just looks like the coolest guy ever. His hair is a little disheveled. Yeah, but he's so yeah. laid back. It's like, hey, I just had a party at the grotto, hmm. but whatever, you yeah, know? with
1: my playbots. Right. This is a weird fiction we're going down. I don't like this at all. I don't either. Yeah, that's not why I like his smoke. You know, I think it's because it's like he's just a pal and he stopped by your house on a Sunday. Yeah. That's why I like the smoking jacket. He wants jacket. to see how you're doing. Yeah, he just wants to say hi. Yeah. Um. There, uh, you know the the buttons finally show up on the table.
2: Finally, well, yeah, in the uh, reality of when these were filmed, not when they were aired. Sure, right, right, right. So this is the yep. first without pomp or circumstance the buttons appeared. Yes, uh, but there's still no bots in no the bots, uh, pre-commercial segment. Is... But the
1: bots finally do show up for the invention exchange. That's this is the true. first time yep. that they've been in the invention exchange. Sure. So, uh, remind me what did the uh, what did the mads present for this oh, ex- invention exchange. They
2: have a methane-powered whoopee cushion, which is, uh, shoots out flame, which is awesome, and, you know, mad scientist-like. But it's, uh, yeah. it's sure to please all of your front buddies. Yeah, they say that. They say it's <laughs> sure to please <laughs> oh, all your front buddies. Wow, <laughs> the fumes in here from the smoke earlier made me sneeze. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it's alright. What is a, fr- a front buddy? Yeah, I I can guess. I can too, but I don't. Yeah. This is a family show. Yeah. It. Yeah. Let's. Mm, okay. Let's just gloss over. Let's that. just roll. Yeah. Uh, let's, what did yeah. Uh, What did Joel bring to the table? Oh,
1: he had a uh, uh called the Cumber Bubble Bun. Yes, which was a cummerbund that shoots bubbles, and it's just fun to say Cumber Bubble Bun. Yeah. Say it. Cumber Bubble Bun. It's hard, bund. but it's fun. It is fun. I like that. Um, This was uh, presumably inspired by the Billion Bubble Machine. (laughs) Right. Which Which is is a thing. In the credits. Yeah, it was used so frequently in the movie. They credited it at the beginning of the movie. It's a Billion Bubble Machines. Who counted them? That's what I want to know. To be fair, the Billion Bubble Machine is probably the best actor in this whole stupid movie. It really
2: was. It was true to its name. Yeah. Is he
1: the Billion Bubble Machine or Commando Cody? Yes. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, so they finally go to the theater. Um, they're forced to watch two Commando two, Cody shorts back to back. Yeah, I didn't realize how bad these were no. until they made us
2: watch two in a row. Right? Because you that you forget. Yeah. It was all you know. It was all in a day's trip to the movies back in the fifties. Hey, we're gonna check a serial, check a newsreel. We're gonna watch the feature.
1: Hey, but a uh, little little silver lining on these two Commando Codys that they had to watch. Um, one of them is named Murder Car.
0: Yeah, like what a great not named
1: for anything. Yeah, not Commando Cody and the Murder Car, or like Commando Cody fights a Murder Car. It's just called Murder Car. If
2: I ever have a son, he's gonna be named Murder Car.
1: Oh, congratulations! Thanks. Mazel Tov. When
2: we get back to Earth. Yes.
1: Yeah. Hopefully. Um, I I kind of want to uh, I. I I understand your love of the name Murder Car, and I, I want to put up the uh, Murder Car title as a title that upsets Robot versus the Aztec Mummy for coolest title that we've <laughs> absolutely. So far. All right, Murder Car is the new coolest title. Right. That's actually the also, name of one,
2: uh, Stephen King's book, Christine, was originally called Murder Car.
1: Right, and that's what I'm going to name when we get back to Earth. I'm going to start a metal band and name it after your son. Awesome. Yeah. Little Murder Car. Yeah. So they had to watch two Commando Cody episodes in a yep. row, um, which, uh, you know, is is brutal. And the, the robots actually try and leave the theater after yes. the uh, in-between episodes. Joel because. has to do some robot wrangling. Yeah, he does. He has to, yeah, he has to get up and pick him up. Yeah.
2: Him yeah. It's like when I want my dog to pose for a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back do. on Earth. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I imagine that's how it's going to be when I try to get Murder Car to pose at the Sears Portrait Studio. Yeah. Just just make him listen to some Murder Car. Oh, the, okay. Uh, <laughs> That the band this that Jagger I'm named after him. <laughs> well. that's another thing that uh, <laughs> watching two serials back-to-back, that they were constantly, Joel and the boss were pointing out just how there was no continuity between uh, one or the other. At the end of one, they would show something dramatic and ex- extraordinary happened, and then in the next one, they would, you know, resolve it with absolutely nothing. Oh, that yep. car exploded off a cliff. Yeah, no, it didn't. Nah, nope. we, no. No, sure didn't. We just wanted you to come back next year and spend your shiny nickel. Yeah, that you yeah, made that's why it makes me hate people from the
1: 50s. Is because this was so boring, but they came back to you know see it again. They and didn't then... have
2: anything else to do. They only had three stations on their television, and they didn't even come in. They had wars to warm up. That's true. Damn, they're all cold. That's...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Can I nominate that for the dumbest
2: joke we've made on this show? Um, yeah, it's in the running.
1: So after having to be forced to watch two Commando Cody serials um, right in a row... Uh, Joel and the bots kind of explore the physics behind Commando Cody's uh, nipple-nipple-tweak-tweak-fly-fly-fly. Fly, fly. <laughs> Classic. Uh,
2: they do it with, like, the most amazing Commando Cody doll. Yeah. Effort. It makes me wonder if that was a real amazing – or, excuse me, a real Commando Cody doll. Or if it was just a promotional uh, prop from the Rocketeer movie.
1: I'll bet it's something that Joel made out of a Ken doll and, like, love. Yes because that's how everything else on the show exists. That's true. Yeah.
2: But they, they, they did mention how uh, he would have not been able to fly. He just would have spun out of control and mm-hmm. died. Yeah, but the physics problem about Kim and Cody uh, causes all of
1: the robots to explode, including Cambot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which so is the first like... time that Cambot does really mo- much of anything other than just be a bot. Yep. Yeah. He added applause last episode. Oh, that's
1: true to the opening segment. But, you know, that's, that's not like having your head explode. No,
2: that's that's different.
1: Yep. So after that, they're forced to go back in the theater, uh, have movie sign, and they start watching the uh, robot monster. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I have to say, this movie is a utter and complete failure, so much to the fact that the guy who made it tried to kill himself after he made it. Yeah. Um, but the monster in this movie... Really gave me the willies. So scary for some
2: not, reason. Not scary, it was just I don't creepy. Know. Like, scary, like if you're a little kid, it would be in your nightmares. Yes,
1: absolutely. There's like
2: a f- weird, featureless clay face that you could only almost sort of see beyond its space helmet.
1: Right. Yeah, which uh, if you look at the poster for the movie, is actually supposed to be a skull.
2: Oh, it is. Oh, even yeah. creepier and scarier.
1: Yeah, but it's it's just a weird juxtaposition of things. Like it's a human skull inside a space helmet on a gorilla body. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't make it. It's like it's like the guy in Silent Hill, uh, who's got the giant pyramid on his head. Like, yeah. It's not inherently creepy, but when you see it, it just really is.
2: I know.
1: Yeah. Um, fun fact about this, though, the guy uh, in the gorilla suit, the director couldn't really think of a good alien costume, so he just found a friend that had a gorilla costume and then put a space helmet on it.
2: Well, there you go. Yeah, I think it was the weirdest, uh, probably one of the weirdest villain creature things yeah, but just ugh, that, weirded me
1: out didn't like it
2: it was just an amalgam of parts and that made it scarier i think
1: yes absolutely yeah yeah ugh, weird Creepy. anyway so after they watch that travesty of a movie for a little while um they come back out they uh in in the movie um as you mentioned in your recap uh this this robot
2: monster called roman yeah roman has, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> That's never. That's a word that's never existed before. There are no romans.
1: Well, I think it's a uh, robot
2: monster. I guess. Ugh, I Maybe he's a movie. Spaniard.
1: <laughs> no, or he's Portuguese.
2: <laughs> English. Wait, that's. I didn't put the proper. French. Yes, thank you. Yeah, you're there welcome. It
1: is. Um. The uh, so he he destroys all of humanity, um, except for six people. Yeah, um, and that's the premise of the movie. Um. But so uh, Tom it's and Kind of like Lost. Yeah, it is kind of like Lost. It's actually exactly like Lost. Um. Tom and Crow do a uh, bit where they're talking about how they need to you know destroy Joel and and do like the weird like killer robot thing, mm-hmm. and uh, in what is one of my favorite segments of the show to date, um, Joel starts hitting them with breakaway furniture.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: great. Um, And then they make another Isaac Asimov reference. Which
2: is wonderful. They really like Asimov. How could you not like Isaac Asimov?
1: I feel like I don't know enough about him to like or dislike him.
2: Fantastic sci-fi writer, important scientist, uh, purveyor of reason, and Mm -hmm. and this, that, and the other. And uh, amazing sideburns.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. That's probably my favorite feature. Yep of his face Uh, Um, so they watch the movie a little bit longer and then come back out and uh, Joel teaches the robots about surrealism mm -hmm. in the next segment which you know this could have been easily a throwaway segment I feel right uh, because it's just them like saying nonsense and Tom Servo makes like weird like noises that kind of gets on my nerves but like ultimately
2: it kind of works yeah it does yeah this show is coming into its own yeah absolutely everything's starting to gel and Coghill, and, and yep. work as one cohesive unit. So
1: uh, anyway, they finally finish this horrible movie, terrible, um, and then come to the uh, the final segment. <laughs> Let's talk about this real quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. So it's uh, it's Joel and the bots, and they're wearing trash bags. Yeah. And they're humming. And they're solemnly repeating the events of the movie. Right. And then I I don't really it was it was supposed to be a tribute to Roman the robot monster
2: right oh Roman
1: it it kind of was and then they (laughs) talked about how a prosatronic brain is a terrible thing to waste right (laughs) and then it it was so weird that even at the end the mad scientists like Larry and Doctor Forrester were like oh uh are you okay. (laughs) <laughs> like, and they're, and they're mad
2: ex- scientists. So. Yeah, and
1: they're supposed to be torturing him to the point of insanity, but yeah. this is kind of, you know, sudden and weird. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that – I don't know. I Again, like I think this is – this, with the exception of Women of the Prehistoric Planet, which, uh, you know, we've talked about several times as being the episode that came out of order. Right. So it kind of doesn't count in any of these statements we say. I feel like this is the first episode that hasn't had any – any in-between movie segments that I've really just objected to.
2: Yeah. Everyone, it may not have been a hit out of the park. Right. But it, the on-base percentage was very high. It wasn't them, like, running around playing tag in front of the camera. <laughs> right. Kind of Which was great. Hit. But not a good segment. No, it was great. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it because it was. It didn't make any sense. And I like yeah. that. Just okay. like our whole situation here in outer space. True. Don't wake up the cube. Except for I don't like it. But. Right. So I guess my analogy wasn't very apt. Hey Seth. Yeah. You want to go through the top five riffs of
1: this movie?
2: Do I? Okay. Well, uh, I will begin with the uh, number five riff. There is a another laboratory fight in Commando Cody because apparently in in, in the nineteen fifties uh, scientists love to brawl.
1: Yeah, oh, they do. Yeah,
2: uh, crow quips. What are the physics of a broken jaw, college boy? So, uh, number
1: four, favorite riff of the movie. When one of the children at the beginning of the robot monster gets invited to sit on one of the archaeologist's laps, which is weird. Yeah. It's a weird thing for an archaeologist to do. For, um, yeah. Tom, yeah. Tom's over cautions, uh, I assume everybody in the world,
2: kids, don't ever sit on an archaeologist's lap. That's wise words <laughs> from a robot. And funny. Yeah. <laughs> when Joel and the bots are debating the origin of romance. Crow suggests he must be from Texas A&M. You know, ape and, mo- <laughs> ape and monster. I'm sorry. I, I, that one got to me. <laughs>
1: it was really good. It was good. It got to both of us. <laughs> well, our, our number two favorite from this movie, um, the uh, the final scene of the robot monster is just, it's, it's Roman walking toward the camera yeah. with his arms spread, like, over and over again. And uh, Joel and the bots, you know, comment on it, and then at the end of their, their comments, uh, Tom Servo says, uh, Have you ever had a deja vu, Joel? And then they just repeat <laughs> yep. their comments again as he walks toward over the camera. It, it's pretty good. Yeah, it is. The first time it was weird. The second time it was weirder. The third time it got old. And the fourth time it was funny.
2: Right. It's like a, it's the Tom Green uh, style of comedy. Sure. Theory yeah. of comedy, rather. Yeah. There, well, except for his is the 85th time it becomes funny. Right. The 84th time, murderous rampage. Mm. Yes. Uh, the number one was any time the Roman monster is walking toward, or excuse me, walking around the countryside. Uh, Joel sings a goofy, sounding rendition of the dumb folk song "Go Get the Axe. <laughs> Looking through <laughs> yeah. that whole which is great because it fits so perfectly with the way that the actor inside this giant gorilla suit is lumbering through what's yep. probably the California countryside, which is probably yep. about hundred degrees.
1: Yep, and he was he was just like a literally. The director's friend who had a gorilla suit that's how he got yeah. cast yeah.
2: oh, yep. you have a gorilla suit? Come on, you're gonna be in my million dollar movie and back oh. in 1953 if you told somebody you were going to be in a million dollar movie, I mean that was oh, that was poppycock. They would have slapped you and then said the D word. yeah like, like gone with the wind
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, hey let's uh let's rate this movie. sure let's do it. um as an episode. I, I'm, I'm Okay, this movie is terrible. Like, we're not rating this movie. We're rating no, the episode. Right. Uh, the movie is awful, but the episode, I feel like, I feel like it was one of one of the better ones we yes, watched. It like it was. You said we're, they're really. It's like, it's like making back on Earth. One of my favorite hobbies um, was making Jello pudding. Oh, and there was a point between when you were I boiling. Thought you going to say pudding. wood burning,
2: but go ahead. No, no, not wood burning.
1: <laughs> what am I? Forty-five? Um, is that the age that people do wood burning? I I had one when I was a kid. We can look forward to finding out, I guess. I used to draw oh. pictures of owls on wood. That's fun. It. it is fun. To, yeah, that's that sounds. It, it's it's clean, good, clean fun. Yeah. But I uh, when I would make the jello pudding, there's a point between when you're boiling the jello pudding and then you take it off the burner to let it kind of set. Yeah. And there, there's a time where where the the pudding skin starts to form on oh. the top of the pudding. It's not really solid pudding yet. No. But you've got the pudding skin on there, and you can tell it's going to be really good it's pudding. Going to be so good! This episode is the pudding skin. Yeah, of the MST3K episode. right? I feel. So yes. I'm giving this
2: episode. I'm rating this episode pudding skin. Pudding skin. I couldn't think of a better analogy, so I'm not even going to try. Okay. I so will we've also got, give this the pudding skin.
1: We've got two votes for pudding skin.
2: Yeah. I yep. don't want to say that phrase again because
1: it's starting to sound gross. <laughs> um, hey, we got some letters this week. We did. Yes, we absolutely did. I love um, the odd mail. I Jeanette. odd mail is kind of the best. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Um, our first letter we got this week is it's a follow up. Um, if you remember, a couple weeks ago we had a letter from our uh, our friend um, Reverend Will Strack. Oh yes, it was, uh, he was he uh, was talking about how in the Mad Scientist Handbook they're required to uh, give us worshiping facilities um, up here for our religion of choice. Yes, which I I don't know that might make things less boring or more boring <laughs> I, I don't know how that would make it but you know it's nice to have someone fighting for us we've been stuck up here for like months yeah literally where's no our advocacy one. groups yeah well we've got this guy our friend Will Strack yeah um, Reverend Will Strack excuse me he says gentlemen I've submitted a writ to the United States Supreme Court he has, he has powerful friends wow um, to effect your release, after many bribes, lunches, and expenses paid trips to Atlantic City uh, for the court reporter, all the justices have ruled, Our Lady of Respawn Church of Extra oh, Life wow. versus Dr. I. This, this is so exciting. Yeah, this is our ruling. Case number 1133408. J- judgment in favor of the defendant on the grounds oh. that, quote, outer space is considered to be international waters and therefore uh, not under the jurisdiction of the United States. That Ouch. is very disappointing. Ooh, I don't like that. He says, Sorry, fellows, we are searching other channels to get you off that tin can. It's not so bad. I mean, come on. Other than it
2: is, but it's... Well,
1: I think I'm starting to have Stockholm Syndrome toward my house. This I, yeah. house. Yeah. Um, he says, All of us planet side are praying for you, which yeah, is nice. That um, is nice. And by... And <laughs> May the grace of the Lord God, baby Jebus... Um, interesting religious choice. Watch over you as creepily as Dr. Odd. <laughs> This is this this letter is, is a roller coaster of emotions for me. Yeah,
2: I don't know where we are now. Yeah. Is Jesus going to rescue us from um, the ship? The we'll station? have to
1: find out. I guess people have to tune in next episode to find out. Um uh, he says also legal fees and bribes are not cheap. Uh, should you win, and um, return, there will be a substantial bill for both of you. Again, real roller coaster of a letter and then he he ends up with also how's the food up here it's
2: not good
1: yeah well well I made toilet wine and it's the best thing we've had and it turned into a cube that antagonized us and he's
2: just waiting did you feel earlier when there was that puff of air Mm -hmm. he was like sighing when we were saying things he didn't approve of no he did not at least he's not interrupting us no yeah that's true for now and
1: what this horrible thing we just described? Literally the best meal we've had since we've been here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, we also got another weird email. Uh, from our friend Dustin. I think Dustin. Uh, public service announcement. I think your account has been hacked by some
2: uh, advertisers. Really targeted advertising. Super. It's that Google man. They're they're yeah. so good now. They know everything. Yeah. What have you been? What have you been
1: googling? Is that Doctor <laughs> Odds Google? That's yeah. Google. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, This email from our friend friend Dustin, it says, Trapped on a space station against your will? Evil mad scientist got you down? If you have at least 20 minutes or free time per day, we can show you how to increase the size of your junk in two easy steps. I don't like this. I
2: don't either because we have uh, a garbage disposal to get rid of. I know.
1: <laughs> we have a screw locker. Mm-hmm. We
2: have, like, you know, a
1: whole bin full of balled up uh, aluminum foil. Ah, it's so fun. I don't know where it came from, but it's we got a lot of junk up here. Mm-hmm. Um, don't waste your hard-earned money on space pills or space pumps. First of all, I don't understand how pills are gonna make more junk unless we throw them away. Right. Um, well, they
2: come in blister packs, so he might be right.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And pumps. I mean, I well, guess. well, if we if, were throwing
2: away a lot of balloons, yes, exactly. Pumping them say. up. Yeah, inflatable yeah, they would be things.
1: Bigger. Yep. Uh, use our guaranteed method, and you'll wow the ladies back home. Listen, I've seen episodes when I was back on Earth. I used to watch hoarders all the time. Mm-hmm. Ladies are not into a lot of junk
2: unless they're hoarders too. Mm, yeah, but I don't those are not the type you of people into me. You never know. When you're going to need the seeds out of that pumpkin so you might as well just leave it there. <laughs> that was a really good pumpkin. <laughs> it, was, it was the best pumpkin. It's pumpkin babies will be big. It's mother proud.
1: Yep. Um he and he he ends up saying just send uh, 50 space bucks or Microsoft points to the address below then doesn't include an address. So uh. Even if we wanted to increase the amount of junk we have on this space
2: station, right. um, I don't think we would be able to. Do we have, can we get Microsoft points up here? I, because all we have they, is an odd station. Right. Well, you get
1: Ottersoft points. Oh, right. Yeah. It's 70 points to the dollar. Yep. Arguably just as, you know. And arbitrary and an as Yeah. of yeah. value. It's fine. No, it's, yeah. So yeah, well thank you for writing, uh,
2: Dustin and Reverend Will. We appreciate it. Yeah, guys, uh, we emails. love having letters. Mm-hmm. You can send us letters, you know, anytime you want to. Yeah. Mail at gizmonicinstitutesradio.com. Institutes dot com. Mhm. And uh right. if you can't remember that or be bothered to write it down, I'm pretty sure it's on the Facebook group. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if you just if you don't even want to write
1: us a letter, you can just
2: comment on our Facebook page, we'll read it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get read back it to you. That's yeah. the one thing that we get on the Otternet that doesn't have the word odd in it somehow. And I figured out why it's because Dr.
1: Odd just wants to send us Farmville requests. I know all
2: the time with the Farmville or the Sims or... He's like,
1: my goat got sick, help me find. give me five coins, like I, I need a diamond for this pterodactyl mine like, none of this makes sense yeah,
2: like, what I... are you even saying? I'm bored, but I'm not bored enough to start a Farmville game Not with Dr. Odd. No, especially not with Dr. Odd.
1: No. But uh, if you do want to uh, f- uh, follow us on Facebook, or uh, I guess like us on Facebook, sure. Um, it's Facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute's Radio. Uh, Seth, did you know that we're two likes short of 100? We are? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, Dr. Odd really wanted some uh, new friends last week, so we put out a call,
2: and a bunch of people liked our page. That so, is so yeah. nice of him.
1: Are they yeah, insane uh, people? Uh, no, they're actually... They seem to be nice. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't met any of them man. in person. Yeah, <laughs> they could be. Anyway, but yeah. So uh, like our Facebook page. Help us get to 100 likes. It'll 100 make us feel likes. Good. Help
2: us get to 100 likes, and uh, we will reward you with our smiles from yeah. space. Look it up into the, space. Look up into the night sky. We're smiling. It could be the the bubble in the pudding
1: of our depressing lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you know, give us a like on Facebook. Help us get to 100 likes. You know, like uh, and you know just. You can talk to us there, like our friends Jason and Ingrid and Kelly and Marissa and Cody and Chris and all the people that talked to us on Facebook this week. Yeah, and we'll talk back.
2: Or liked our status or whatever. You
1: guys are are cool.
2: Other than this audio cast, it's the only contact we have with the outside world. Mm -hmm. Also Twitter. Yes, also
1: Twitter, at msd3k underscore podcast. Um, we, we'll talk to you there if you have anything to say to us you know mm-hmm. uh, thank you to uh, at extra life church at Enneger, at renegade lemur at some Dumb schmuck and at kent doggy dog everyone who uh, you know like talked to us this week retweeted our stuff you at guys Paul McNamara yes um, everybody thank you uh, just you know you're helping get the word out maybe we'll get rescued off the space station it's seeming less and less likely yeah We've really started is. making uh, Space Station wine. Mm-hmm. That also is, turned into a, a cube that yeah, hates us. For some reason. I think we're pretty likable. I think so. Uh, who knows? But, oh, and if you really, really want to help us get uh, rescued, maybe just give us a review on iTunes. I love those. Yeah. our uh, we, we have a new review this week. Our friend AP, Helping the Cause. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's uh, one of our Twitter friends, Patrick. I think so, you're right. Yeah, thank you. You're, you're amazing. Thank amazing. You Help us get rescued. We're so lonely. It sucks. I literally, earlier this episode, described pudding as one of my favorite times on Earth. I know.
2: Earth. And, but and the thing is, is that I agreed with you, and I still do.
1: And then you fantasized about dating a hoarder. <laughs> We're in a bad place we here, people. We are in a bad place. <laughs> so give us iTunes reviews so Please. we can stop fantasizing about hoarders. Yeah. Seriously. So, Seth, I know we're always bored up here, but uh, one thing we do have with our odd tunes is uh, some podcasts. So this is kind of unconventional, but I thought maybe uh, we share a couple of
2: our favorite podcasts with each other. Um, okay. Uh, I am a big fan of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. I love that show, too. I do, too. It's an advice show where they give actual advice and uh, to people who write them, and they give advice to people on Yahoo Answers.
1: Right, and that's not usually actual
2: advice. <laughs> but no. It's,
1: it's uh, kind of the best. It so, pretty uh, much is.
2: Yeah. The, the um, guys have had a long time to work on their chemistry together, uh, a lifetime as it is.
1: Right, and that's probably why it's so fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Magnificent. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the best. One of my favorites, actually, recently, you know how I'm a big fan of video games. I like the
2: video games, too.
1: Yeah, my uh, favorite video game podcast right now is a podcast called Besties. That's another good one. Yeah, it's the official uh, podcast of Polygon.com. Yeah, which isn't is,
2: the same guy or, like, he, two of the same guys from My Brother Yeah, my bro- What a weird yeah, coincidence. Yeah, I was
1: listening. I was like, that guy sounds familiar. Oh, wait, no, it's, it's one of my favorite podcasters from my other favorite podcast.
2: Well, I would recommend that anyone who enjoys our podcast listen to those two podcasts.
1: Oh, yeah, My Brother, My Brother and Me
2: and Besties because... They're just great.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's uh, it's like a shining beacon of joy here in the internal darkness of space. Mm-hmm. Once a week. <laughs> well, twice, That's...
1: actually. Yeah, well,
2: <laughs> sure. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Th- that, that went better than expected. Did it?
3: Yeah, I'm surprised because I was listening in randomly, and I got to say, if that was better than expected, you must not expect much. Like, Like, less than that. Are there even words to describe? Let me think. No, there are not. So I will create one. Sparrow Legumius. The act of being less than that, which was already below nothing.
4: That's harsh. Hey, I'm back. And as you can see, I am wearing pants. Anyway, I was trying to say earlier, I have dealt with antagonizer cubes before. But only once true. But that one time was in a class at mad science school called Antagonizer Cube Diffusion and Disposal. It was an elective I took my senior year. It fulfilled my humanities requirement for some reason. Total goof of a class, like rocks for jocks.
2: Geology.
4: What? No. R- rocks for jocks. Where jock scientists play rock ball for their phys ed requirement. Would, would you let me finish, please? I- the class taught me dozens of ways to diffuse and dispose of antagonizer cubes, even remotely.
3: Oh no, I'm so scared. The big bad idiot who needs to be reminded to wear pants is going to rub me out. I'm quaking in my boots.
2: Whoa, Seth, where did you get those boots?
3: Uh, I don't know. They aren't even in our size. Hey, science guy. Why don't you shut me up yet, huh? Because I'm not nice? No. Not at all. I'm a big meanie who points out... All your shortcomings. Shortcomings like, I don't know, forgetting everything you learned in Mad Scientist Community College? Hey,
4: money was tight, and they have a great two-year under-scientist program. So don't judge me, Cube. I remember plenty.
3: Like what? Did you take a class called How to Suck at Life? Because you excel at that subject. A plus 4.0. Some Harvard-level stuff you are. Hey! Uh, sing Fair Harvard for me, but replace all instances of the word Harvard with the sound of you smacking your moist, juicy lips together.
4: Okay, that's it. I am flooding the ship with deadly gas now. No! No! Just be quiet. It's not deadly to humans, only to cubes. As far as you two are concerned, it won't harm you the slightest. Which sucks for me, but I'll have to do what I have to do.
3: Deadly gas. Oh no, but I don't even breathe or anything. It could be so harmful were I to have a respiratory system. Please, no, anything but that. Date, Cube, you don't look so cubey. You don't look so not ugly. No, he's right. You sort of look oblong, and your mass seems to be decreasing. It does. Hey, wait a minute. It is decreasing.
4: <laughs> Who gets the last laugh now? Spoiler alert, it's me. I get the last laugh. See
3: you never antagonize a cube. Ah, kiss my ass. Square on the lips.
1: And, yup, he's turned back into space station wine. I don't know about
2: you, but I could definitely use a drink. Oh. Oh, you're talking to me. Yeah, I could also use a drink. Bottoms up, pal. Whoa. Oh, oh, that, <laughs> ugh, that is
1: rough. Oh. Oh, we should go now. I don't think anyone wants to see
4: this. I will be watching, but only because of how lonely I am. And also, I hope one or both of you is blinded.
2: I already threw up.